Hello, and welcome to Glory Be, interesting people and how they pray. Each week, we chat with interesting people about their lives, their work, and how they pray. I'm Sharon Hannish. And I'm Mike Malcolm. Our guest today is Randall Snap, a Tulsa attorney whose focus and expertise is employment law. Randall grew up with his four siblings in Newton, Kansas. He holds a Bachelor of Arts in Economics and Political Science, a Juris Doctor in Law, and an MBA, all from the University of Kansas. Randall has served on many boards, including Catholic Charities of Eastern Oklahoma, Bishop Kelly High School, the Tulsa Ballet, and Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Green Country. He's a lifelong Catholic and is a parishioner here at the Church of St. Mary. Randall has been married to his wife, Beth, for 30 years, and they have four grown children. I put on here, he enjoys baking bread and playing pickleball. I don't know if that's true, but you, last time. Just not at the same time. Just not at the same time. You had just taken your baking bread class. Uh, Now it's been a while, but. Yes, two or three years. Do you still bake bread? Uh, We just made some this week. Did you really? Sourdough and cinnamon raisin. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, we should put a link to those recipes on our show notes. (laughs) So, Randall, we're so excited you're here. You know, um, we've known each other for a long time. Our kids have grown up together. Um, You're a very... You're a very active Catholic. You always have been. You are very active in the School of St. Mary. I mean, God has just... uh, from Since I've known you in a way, God has been a big part of your life. Has that always been the the case? So, you grew up Catholic. You had Catholic parents. Did you grow up attending church and... Was that important to, important to them? Sure. Uh, I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, my father was a convert. Uh, my mother was a cradle Catholic. Uh, we grew up uh, very much involved in the St. Mary's in Newton, Kansas. Um, went to uh, elementary grade school there at St. Mary's, and they did not have a high school, but um, we were definitely involved in the church. That was uh, that we, all we knew was the church growing up. You know, Dad was Knights of Columbus, Mom Altar Society. Uh, we had Catholic Youth Organization. So that's all we did growing up in, in Newton. Okay, so then you graduate from high school. Right. You go off to college. You're a big KU fan. Huge. Yeah. Yes. Go yes. Jayhawks. Yes. In fact, Randall said, <laughs> I can do the podcast this morning, but I have to watch Kansas play at 2, two o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so that so you go to KU. Were you in, did you leave for a while the Catholic faith or did you attend? They have a very um, reputable Catholic student center there. They're kind of known for that. They, they do. And unfortunately, I did not take advantage of it. So um, a few years into college, I kind of fell away a little bit, um, mostly just not doing mass and things like that. But but um, it, it took a few years and, until even after I got out of school and came down here in Tulsa for a few years uh, before I got back into the church. Okay, so you graduate from KU, you've got your law degree, right. you moved to Tulsa, like at what point there did you get married? So several years after I was in Tulsa, I was single for a few years, and um, I met my wife, Beth, um, while working. Uh, she had a summer job, and the funny story is um, she was delivering the mail first day on her job, and she dropped it in my office, and I called down to a guy three or four doors down and said, hey, the future Mrs. Snap is walking by your office in about 30 seconds. So the first time I laid eyes on her, I knew I was going to marry her, so what I tell her about. But, wow. But, <laughs> it's yeah. romantic. Yeah. But that's also what kind of got us back into going to church, mm-hmm. um, settling down, 
uh, knowing that I was missing something, mm-hmm. and uh, we started going to Mass up in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, where Beth was, so that the Catholic community there actually came back to me, mm-hmm. uh, and um, we start, did our uh, pre-marriage there, so... So the, they finally got me. It took a while, but they finally got me at the Catholic community up in up at uh, KU. So you knew it was going to be part of your life together. Right. But Beth um, was Catholic growing up, but had not been going to church. So it was, it was really nice for both of us because we both got back into the Catholic church through meeting each other, um, starting to go to church at, at KU, and then you know through a marriage prep and all that. Okay, so then you are here, you're married, you start to have kids, you raise them here, Catholic school has, you know, for what, uh, talk about that. So Catholic schools are a big part of your um, cause. You've been on the board at Bishop Kelly. You have helped with the St. Francis Assisi to raise money for scholarship for kids. You are what? What is it? You're you're the chairs um, of the Core Cam- committee, core committee yeah. for the WeRBK, which is they're in the process of right. raising money to expand Bishop Kelly and right. ribbon, anyway, ribbon cutting for the dining hall tomorrow. Ribbing, wow. I know that's what I heard. Yes. Why is that important to you? Why is it important for you to serve in this way? You know, I I think that there's no better education than a Catholic education. Um, for one, we educate really well. I mean, I think just just from an academic perspective, it's it's very good. But to have that base, and, and I, you know, I think back on my own experience, you know, I, I fell away for a while, but I had that base, and going to uh, parochial school, St. Mary's in Newton, and, and just all the Catholic involvement we had, the Catholic youth organization, it was still there, and ultimately, it, it came back to me, and I, and I said I knew I was missing something, and, and I think that base of Catholic education, the faith formation that you have, um, I think that's extremely important. It's something you never lose. And so you don't get that in a public school. So, I, you know, the Catholic, uh, what happens at Bishop Kelly, the vocations that are coming out of there, uh, just the the experiences they have um, with all the different uh, missions that they have, with all the different retreats that they have, you, you can't replicate that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But you're also involved in other boards within the Catholic community. I know, like, Catholic Charities, you were the president of that board for a while. So you're a lawyer, you have these expertise. Is that why you choose to serve on boards or what? How did you first get on a board, get well, involved with that? You know, I think, again, that's growing up, you know, uh, we were always involved with whatever activities at the church. I mean, you know, the joke is, is that every Catholic event, you have to stack the chairs and things like that. We were always going down and doing things at the church that was our existence. Um, so it, it started with that. And, and, you know, I do feel a strong, you know, one of the things we say around the house all the time, and I'm going to butcher the, the scripture passage, but to whom much is given, much is expected. And mm-hmm. we talk, we say that around the house quite a bit. Um, so I think it was a lot of that. And, you know, honestly, you know, I've been involved with other organizations uh, and they're good organizations, but, I, for example, Catholic Charities, every time I go out there, I walk away feeling better than I did when I went out there. So you don't, you know, the volunteer experience of Catholic Charities, I think everybody says, well, you're doing, you're serving everybody, all their clients there. As you're, I mean, you're serving yourself. I mean, you, you feel better when you leave there after having volunteered 
than you do when you go there. So it's it's one of the, I, we say we have 15 missions, which is you know the food and all that. But I frankly think one of the missions that we have is to our volunteers and to our, ourselves, and that may be you know, by mind the most important mission that we have out there. Yes. What do you have a favorite? Like when you go out to, vol- I know you're on the board, but when you go out to volunteer, what do you do? Well, so um, my most recently, I mean, we've done the food. Uh, we had a great experience with, they took the family out before Christmas and worked in the market, which if you've not been to the market at Catholic Cherries, you need to go there. It's an amazing experience. But uh, lately I've started becoming involved with the garden ministry. They have raised beds out there. Actually, their first garden ministry was started with our son Trevor's Eagle Scout project. And then it's also been projects for the St. Mary's eighth grade graduation uh, projects. So I've become involved. I like to dig in the dirt. Um, and that's one of the things I've started to become involved in. And I probably will do some more so as I slow down at work and, and move towards retirement. So you're moving towards retirement. I'm not moving very fast and Beth gets <laughs> on me all the time about it, but um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying as best I can. The snaps aren't real good at, quitting things or as my 70 year old sister that's still working like crazy um and my brother is 67 is still working like crazy so i'll get there get there well and then you'll just have more time to dig in the dirt right exactly Volunteers. Okay, so you're an attorney. Did you always want to be an attorney? Did you? What drew you to that? Profession? So my father is an attorney. Um, there's five children. Four of them are attorneys, and I was the fourth. Um, and then my sister, the fifth, is not an attorney, but she's a tax accountant. So she probably practices more law than any of us. So, you know, the whole family um, gravitated towards being lawyers. And as I said, I had an economics and political science degrees which you cannot find a job as an economist or a political scientist. So I better go to law school. And uh, that's how I ended up there. And you're, you're kind of an expert in like HR employment. Right. Right. Um, Because when I was reading your bio, I mean, you do kind of go around giving talks and presentations. We were talking beforehand that you do presentations, have done some stuff out at Catholic charities. How did you get involved? You know, um, once the Catholic community finds out that you have the expertise and you're willing to give your advice free, um, they tend to tap you. So, um, you know, I've, I've actually uh, did have a lawsuit that I was representing uh, St. Pius on a, an employment matter. And, and I think the priest and I've done some presentations actually to the school principals and and even to uh, the priests before. So then once they find out that, that you've got some expertise that they can use and that you're not going to charge them for it, um, you get called every once in a while. Yeah. Yes. So you are this um, executive sort of expert. I know recently, or I don't know how long have you been, there's this organization called Legatus. Right. Maybe you could tell us about that. I mean, I, of course, looked online and it said it's an international organization of Catholic executives and right. professionals. So how did you get, what is it? So we were asked to join that, I'm guessing three or four years ago, but it, it's, it's an organization that was formed by Tom Moynihan, the Domino's Pizza. He's got the Ave Maria uh, city down in, yeah. the, in the yeah. university down in Florida. And he formed it to kind of be a support group for 
business leaders, Catholic business leaders, not only to provide them support, but also to give them, you know, some guidance in, in how to, you know, be a Catholic leader in your business and how to run your business with Catholic principles. And so we've got a Tulsa chapter. I think we've got about 20 some couples right now and we meet once a month. Uh, we bring in a speaker. Actually, we have a meeting tonight. So we'll do uh, rosary, confession, mass, uh, then a dinner. Um, and we and we'll have that tonight. So different speaker every month. Um, it's just a really good fellowship with other um, Catholic business leaders, both here and then they have national summits. We just got back from one in Florida a couple of weeks ago, where there are people from all over the U.S. Um, and and they had speakers from all over the U.S. Uh, that presented. So it's it's a it's a support group for Catholic business leaders. Okay, well that's a perfect transition to our second part of our podcast because. You are in that kind of small support Catholic faith group, um, and you've also, for many years, so that's the second part of our podcast, it's interesting people and how they pray. So for many years, um, you've been involved with a small faith group that came out of St. Mary's. Correct. Um, Correct. You oh. m- maybe talk to us about, you know, how you pray this Christian journey, you've been on it a long time, what draws your heart? And and when you're talking about that, talk about this faith group and kind of what you do and what you do together. Yeah, yeah the faith group is an amazing thing. Um, it, it started with a, you know, they were asking people to get together to form faith groups and, and a couple of us um, knew each other. So we were together and they had a couple of people to sign, but it, we just had a meeting last night with our faith group and uh, we determined that this is our 25th anniversary of being together Gosh. as a faith group. And uh, three of the original, the OGs, um, the Saddlers, uh, the Blacks, and the Snaps. And, and we've had others that have come in and out. The current formation has probably been the same group for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we normally meet every other Wednesday during Lent. We meet every Wednesday, and, and we do different you know, studies or books or whatever. But what we really do is is support each other, and yeah. it's it's we we talk about it all the time. It's it's we've raised our kids together, uh, we've lost our parents. Some of us are together. We've lost siblings together. We've done pilgrimages together. Uh, you know, with uh, funny, we have a, a dirty Santa every year that we probably need to have a confessor afterwards together. <laughs> but, but it's just a group that we've been through so much together and, and we all, but we all know that we all have each other's back. And if something's going wrong, we'll pray and we'll be there. And we actually even lost Virginia Jackson. Uh, God bless her. Um, died of cancer a was a of member you. of our group and, and the group coalesced around her. And um, it's just, and her husband, Gary Jackson is still a member of our group and he was introduced to us through Virginia and he still comes all the time. And, you know, Gary's here all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's just been a godsend for all of us. And, and, you know, I'm not sure we could get through a lot of what we've gotten through without that group. So that's been um, just a fantastic experience for us, and, and it's worked well. So That's great. Yeah. Well, I also know that you do adoration at St. John's. I, I probably don't advertise that, but uh, you are a person of prayer. I remember one of the first times I ever saw you or met you, uh, you would drop the kids off at St. Mary's. Right. Come right around, go in the chapel. Um, right. I know that you get up and, and say your prayers. Walk us through a day. 
Yeah, I, I really like to start the day. Uh, I don't always I don't always get to, but I really like to start the day with prayer. So what I'll normally do is do the readings, and I do the Magnificat. So I do the prayer, the morning prayers, and then the readings. And um, and they said when when the kids were here, it was a lot easier because I would stop at the chapel and and do it in the chapel after I dropped the kids off before I went to work. So I I find it's a really good way for me to start the day. Uh, to relax, to, you know, focus, to gather, um, you know, it's, 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 it, it's just really good just to, to have that experience. And, and, and invariably you read something that strikes you as something that's pertinent to what you're going through or you're doing at that time. And, and I'll do the word among us, do the reflection there. Uh, and then what I'd like to really do at the end of that is the prayer of St. Francis to kind of focus me as to what I want to do during the course of the day. So, you know, then life happens and sometimes things don't go as well as you hope, but it, but I think it's a really good way to get, for me at least, it's a really good way to get the day started. Did you just come up with that? Uh, or did you read it about it in a book? Oh, uh, you know, I don't remember. It may have been a challenge. I think I started during Lent and it may have been a challenge. And, and um, at about the same time, I think, you know, they said, Somewhere did a retreat and said, you know, to read the Bible and 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 I really take I really love the scriptures I really like reading the scriptures I think that's a really good way to I don't pray really well I mean I'm not real good at spontaneous prayer but um, doing this gives me a, some guidelines it gives me a little a little map to follow and then prayer I I you know one time during Lent decided to read scripture every day and, and ended up reading the chapter reading the Bible one chapter a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took about three years, um, but it's a, it was amazing to do. I mean, um, Book of Numbers is, yeah. but um, <laughs> but it's an amazing. And I still don't know what happened in in the Book of Revelation. I still have no, no idea what's going on there. But um, it's a good way to to look at things uh, and see with other just the scripture. I think you there's always something that resonates with you. Um, especially if certain something's going on in your life and you read something, you go, wow, thank you. I mean, it's just what I needed to hear. Yes. Well, um, I, I wanted you were, we were talking beforehand and you were telling us that story about the airplane. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought well, that was a really good story. Um, because to me, anyway, tell that story and then I'll, um, so I, you know, this this is resonating. It's been probably twenty five years ago or so, twenty some years ago. I, I I just was talking about this at Catholic Charities the other day too. Um, our kids were probably four and two, and uh, we were flying somewhere, and and we just had the two kids, so we had four seats, and three of them were in one aisle, and uh, then there was one a couple rows up and on another aisle seat, and. You know, Beth always wanted to sit with the kids on the plane. She wanted the kids to be right by her. So she said, I'll take the two kids in the, and sit, you know, with them on this aisle three. You can sit up there by yourself in the aisle seat, you know, by yourself. And, and I'm like, oh, no, really? You know, sure, you can. I, are you sure you want to do that? And she goes, yes. I go, great. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to sit by myself, just relax, read, have, you know, solitude. And lo and behold, a couple minutes later, um, they bring a little boy probably four or five years old and sit, sit him down next to me and he's traveling by himself. And so I'm like, Oh, great. And I got a kid sitting next to me and, you know, and so he was just sitting there kind of singing away peacefully. we playing a little game boy. And, but he looked up to me and, and he said, um, just out of the blue, just said, does Jesus live in my heart? And I'm like, 
yeah, I'm sure I mean, it's a hanging curve. I mean, it's easy, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he does. And then he looks at me and he says, how does he fit in there? And I'm like, I haven't done 20 years later. I'm still not sure I know the answer to that question. Um, but it, but it resonates with me throughout whenever, you know, I think about, okay, what do I got to do to enlarge my heart, to welcome Jesus into my heart, welcome God in so that, you know, make, make my heart bigger and show compassion and others. And, uh, I still think about it to this day. It's, it was just in a, just, it was God over saying, yeah, you think you're so cool because you get to have a seat by yourself. I'm going to teach you, <laughs> you know, what it's really all about. So, um, kind of hit me over the head with well that. it all kind of circles back together because at bishop kelly they conclude all their public exactly. prayers with inviting jesus to live jesus in our hearts exactly. so exactly maybe, it's, it's reminding yeah. me of that all the time yeah. whenever you hear the prayers from bishop kelly it's mm-hmm. like yeah i mean it's it's real mm-hmm. it's real so yeah a lot of catholics you know we have trouble evangelizing we're not trained to do that we're to, it's just not something that's in our nature but sometimes when people come asking questions Right. It's good to have that uh, an answer ready. Well, and it was a four-year-old boy, too. So, yeah. you know, um, and God works in mysterious ways and, and uh, out of the mouths of babes. And there it was. I mean, he taught me a lesson that day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Well, okay. So we're kind of heading towards the end of our podcast. But one question we ask everyone is if there's been a time in your life when it's been difficult to pray. Um. Some people answer, you know, that busyness. Some people have a tragedy. Um, some people, for whatever reason, um, prayer can be difficult. So it sounds like you've created a really good routine, and I think routine is really important right. in sort of the daily prayer. Um, has there been a time in your life when it's been difficult to pray? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely a routine kind of guy. I mean, that's that's how it works now, but... Um, you know, I would say during, you know, late college years, early single years, um, it, it wasn't necessarily difficult to pray. I just didn't do it. Um, I was laughing. I said I was probably more known for standing on my head and drinking beer than I was saying the rosary. Um, but, you know, at some point I realized that I was missing something. And, you know, I probably also could attribute to the fact that my mom was probably lighting candles in the chapel every day for me, but um, ultimately something stuck. And so that was a period of time where I just wasn't religious. Um, I wasn't you know, terrible. I want to make it sound too bad, yeah. but, but I just, you know, wasn't going to mass. I wasn't praying. I would just, you know, had kind of fallen away. You know, it's so comforting when people share that because now you know, uh, through many life experiences or whatever, your mom lighting candles, you've, you've come back and in sort of in full force and in consistency and very active in your faith and always drawn to, I mean, I know you went on a Curcio retreat or now you're involved with Legatus. I mean, you, it's been constant in your life, even though you were away for a while. So that Christian journey, anyway, I appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, Go ahead. I got sidetracked for a while, but I, but it was never gone. I said that yeah. that base that was there, it was still there. It it never left. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, ultimately, you know, I think getting married, having kids, um, really emphasizes the importance of those things. Yeah. And 
but it was never gone. I mean, it was yeah. just, it, it was just not a priority, I think yeah. uh, for a while, but it was never gone. Get married is one of those great moments of return. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, you if you marry think. the right person. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. I, yeah. And I did. I right. Did. Well, and you're thinking about yeah. who am I and what's yeah. the, what are we going to do for yeah. the rest of our lives? Right. Right. So it's big. Right. Like Adam and David from the Catholic man show, um, on, on the radio, uh, they talk about their, uh, college years and they said, Oh yeah, we believed everything. We yeah. just didn't care. Right. And so right. they just had to make a conscious decision. Right. That's a good way to put it. We're going to start to care. That's a good so, way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It still matters. It just, mm-hmm. just didn't matter that much. Right. At the right. time. So you have a list of priorities and, right. and God right. sometimes falls down to right. nine and exactly. Yeah, so be it. You can bring them back up. Right. Always. Well, if you could invite the whole world to join you in a single prayer intention, what would that be? So uh, generally, there's a different answer generally and now. Um, generally, uh, I would pray for families and formation yeah. of families. And, and as I said, it was uh, growing up, my family was really important uh, in setting the base, setting the examples. Um, you know, both my parents' examples and older brothers. And, and I, you know, I had a brother that was in the seminary for a while. Um, and still is heavily involved with his his diocese out in Dodge City, Kansas. So those are the things that I pray that that we still have that we still have parents and families that that want to establish the the, the Catholic base. So that you know, I, I worry about you know the future and the the future of the church and declining attendance at mass and things like that. And so I'm hoping and pray, I'd like to pray that those things happen. Specific as we sit here today, uh, unfortunately, my uh, the guy that was the best man in my wedding, my childhood friend, has just been recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, stage four, and so I'm doing. A, we're doing a lot of praying for him right now, and I'd yeah. invite anybody out there that if you want to pray for Paul, mm-hmm. um, he just is going through chemotherapy, and you know, his prognosis is varied yeah. depending upon how the chemo does. And then any, I've, I've got. Too many people on my prayer list right now with cancer. So any, anybody that has cancer, I'd in the immediacy of it, let's pray for them. Well, I'm sure our, all of our listeners would be happy to join you yeah, in yeah. that prayer. Uh, we can take all we can get. Yeah. Yes, so. and I, I too agree with the. I like how you put it. Praying for families to, because um, I too worry about the many all of all of the kids. Now we have grown children, so now right. we can be like your mom, you know, lighting candles for our children yeah. and and nieces and nephews and that whole generation, you know, to. Yeah. Right. Pray that they. I they, think my mom probably lit a few bonfires. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should but, do that. <laughs> like the SOS on right, the beach right. to yes. get God's attention. Yeah. 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 SOS on the beach. That yeah. We, could, yeah. we could do that. Yeah. At That'll Mary's be a new Day. devotion. A yeah. new We're devotion. Yeah. Pioneer right here. Yes, a bonfire for the faith and mm-hmm. for, um, but even to, I appreciate specifically, I think as we are aging together, um, we are having friends that are now diagnosed with cancer that right. we you know that we didn't know when we were young yeah. parents you know yeah. so i like both of those yeah. right for paul for people with cancer and for for young families to return young people to return and see the the great gift that the church is right. and the community when you were describing your small faith community you know that that's what sustains us, you right. know, that that is how God comes to us through yeah. others. We've been very fortunate with that community, and it's um, it's just so much, it's such a comfort to have people there that, you know, no matter where you are, no matter what's happening, you can say, hey, will you pray for this? And it's immediately you get 
and what a bunch of prayer warriors you get the you get the comfort and the support and the prayers from them yeah it's beautiful that's great well we'd love to pray would you lead us in the glory be sure glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen mr randall snap thank you so much thank you thank you i'll take care Glory B is a production of the Office of Communications at the Church of St. Mary in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm your producer, Mike Malcolm. See you next time.